the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Hi, it's Andy Lockwood with another mobile edition of the College Planning Edge podcast. Mobile because driving to my car to pick up some stuff from my printer, some shameless marketing materials. And uh, I like, I also like the Netflix show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. So I don't know if this is like college planners in a car uh, without coffee, but who cares? Anyway, this the purpose of this podcast is A, to amuse myself with my own jokes, and B, to help stressed out college bound, uh, parents of college-bound teens figure out whether or not their kids can get into any decent college, to help them increase their chances of getting into a great college, perhaps even their dream schools, uh, help them with financial aid and scholarships. Occasionally we talk about test prep, you know, tutoring, because we do that also. And we just covered the whole gamut. So what I want to talk about today, uh, and I'm recording this in the middle of July, is the college essay. Because I've started to meet with clients who are tackling their college essays at our firm, Lockwood College Prep. And I think, in a sense, the main problem with writing the college essay, well, there's a few problems, but to me the biggest problem is that it's very hard for kids to to write about themselves in a way that is both objective and it advocates for them. So what I mean by that is you have these, you know, for the common application, which technically comes out August 1st, but we already know the, um, the, the common application essay choices. There are seven choices. You choose one. They're so open-ended that it's almost like the assignment is okay, pick one of these seven really super cliche essay prompts and write me a non-cliche answer. Go. So uh, the problem is that it's you know it's very hard to write about something that is unique and interesting and never been done before. It's probably impossible to do something that's never been done before. So uh, I wrote a book last year with um, one of the uh, girls who's a former college admissions officer who, who works for us, and we went through each prompt and one of the themes that I wanted to share with you about that is that it's t- perfectly okay to go small, quote-unquote. You don't have to come think you have to um, you know, put forth some massive, monumental life lesson that you learn because most 16, 17-year-old kids, particularly from affluent areas, really haven't had a super, uh, super challenging obstacle that they overcame you know, a lot of kids will write about getting cut from a cheerleading team or a, a soccer team, and then they, you know, they're like Rocky. They went back to the old gym and they worked out twice as hard, and dun, 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 you know, they got the eye of the tiger, and now all of a sudden they made the team, and then they became, you know, an all-star, and then they skipped college and went pro. Or, um, well, okay, I won't, I won't belabor that point. So, so it's okay to um, to write about an, an obstacle essay that is really a lot more personal and introspective. It could just be overcoming, you know, like a stutter or, but, but if you don't really have an obstacle, don't write that, you know? Um, and don't feel like you have to, like I said, come up with 
something that's never been done before. Chances are whatever topic you choose to write about has been done before. So what makes it interesting or non-cliche is when you make it really about yourself and you give a lot of details. So how do you do that? How do you train yourself to, uh, to do that? I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. I'm going to pause my recording. I have to jump out, pick up my stuff, and hopefully I'll be able to resume. So when we come back from the break, I'll tell you how to do that. All right, I have successfully picked up my print job. Thank you very much. I'm sure that's why you tuned in to the podcast. And if you really must know, it's uh, six or seven sets of practice tests for the ACT class that we're running that we may or may not have obtained without violating intellectual copyright. Okay, so how do you disassociate yourself enough so that you can kind of see yourself from an outsider's perspective? That is, that's not a question that anyone would probably ask, but that's really the question. The answer is that it's hard, but it's almost like, and this is a little exercise that I have personally done, and I think it can be very helpful. It's almost like you have to say to yourself, okay, this is me. I'm sitting in a movie theater, and I'm looking at the screen, and I'm seeing certain scenes from my life that I think I might be able to write about. And then... And this is the creepy sort of Doctor Strange uh, moment. You have to, I would say, float out of your body and back to the uh, to the back of the theater, even into the projection booth, and look at yourself and you know look at yourself watching and look at the stuff that's actually on the screen, and see that scene from a third party perspective. And note what is interesting about it. What do you see? What's the dialogue back and forth? It's hard to do that. But I think if you can kind of play that little game with yourself, you have a much better shot at figuring out or or coming up with a way to write about yourself from a third-party perspective, which is incredibly hard for anyone, particularly self-centered, narcissistic, 16- and 17-year-old kids. Sorry. Um, the, the other thing that's kind of part of that just that exercise is that the best essays, the best college essays, are not you know first I did this, then I did that, then this happened, and and this is what I learned. The, the best essays are really like a movie scene, or or, or a couple of movie scenes. If you're going to string together two or three different anecdotes, and you capture what you saw. What the you know what the what was said, what you heard, how you felt. It's like you're writing a script for a scene, and you have to understand that the that what you're really doing when you write an essay is saying, look, I know, Mr. Admissions or Mrs. Admissions Ms. Admissions Officer, I know that my grades and scores are they are what they are. They're probably very similar to five or ten thousand other kids, but this is a little bit more about me and this is why I'm different. So what you're doing when you write this essay is you need to be interesting. And you can be interesting by giving a lot of detail. So I was talking to a client yesterday who came into the office 
and the gist of her essay, and, and this happens a lot, so I'm just going to kind of fast forward it, but she was like, I have no idea what I'm going to write about. I said, okay, fine. So the mom was there, and we were, we were chatting. I said, you know, talk to me about some of the things that, you know, you think are uh, kind of shaped your personality, or, or you know, what do you, what, what do you, how, how do you see yourself? And so, you know, we're talking, and the mom said, you know, she's very mature, and she is kind of like the family mediator. And I said, oh, okay, well, t- tell me more about that. And the mom said, well, as a matter of fact, my mom, uh, you know, um, my daughter's grandmother, I was trying to come up with a name for the daughter that wasn't actually her real name. So Betty's grandmother has a uh, mental illness, and she's also a narcissist, like diagnosed. And everyone in the family's kind of written her off, and I've had my own issues with her growing up. But Betty has always been the one to sort of smooth things over. And I said, okay, well, that is, to me, very interesting because there's a couple of themes here. You've got, there's sort of universal themes that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, you know, there's family conflict, there's mother-daughter conflict at the higher generation. But then the interesting thing is for Betty, who is, you know, high, at the time she was just starting high school, she was thrust into this role involuntarily of trying to, um, you know, create the peace between her mom and her grandmother. And I said, you know, when was the first time that you realized that was happening? Because there is an essay prompt that's about, uh, the gist of it is, you know, was there a, a moment or series of events or something when you transitioned to adulthood? Um, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the prompts in front of me because I'm driving around. Um, formally, kids would write about, well, when I had my, you know, sweet 16 or my bat mitzvah. And so they kind of changed that prompt. So I don't know exactly how it's written now, but it's the same type of prompt. And I thought, you know, listen, if there, if there ever was a story that was made, tailor-made for this prompt, it's that. So tell me a little bit more about that. So she had quite a few examples or anecdotes of how you know, uh, her mom and her grandmother, you know, had a conflict, and so they, you know, so she had to kind of step in that way, or, um, you know, you name it. There, there are several other instances that she came in, and some were funny, which is great. If you can be funny, I think that is, that is um, a, a huge win for you in a college essay, really because admissions officers will read in some cases, at least the ones, the former admissions officers that used to, uh, that now work for us, they would read a thousand applications a year. Applications, not essays. Because uh, at UChicago, where, where three of our guys used to work, had um, you know anywhere from four to six essays per application. So they were spending, you know, I don't know, eight, ten minutes, you know, max per application, a thousand times a year for three years or five years. It does get monotonous. I mean, I, I personally, I get burnt out after I read like two or three essays. I'm like, Ugh, I have to walk around the office and you know procrastinate. But um, I can't imagine what it's like to you know in the uh, in the dead of winter or the beginning of winter into the dead of winter to be stuck, you know, reading late night these essays. And every one of them is about you know the leadership lessons that they learned from you know when they became a camp counselor and this. <laughs> I'm like. I've actually, this is a joke that we have at the office. I'll, I'll say like, so when you were at UChicago, did you ever get an application from a follower, someone who's not a leader, an Indian, not a chief? Because apparently everyone applying to college is a leader. 
with no followers. I am dying personally for someone to write an essay along the lines of, look, other people are leaders. I am not. I'm just, I just want to be told what to do. Admit me to your college. I'm just going to show up and you guys boss me around. I'm not going to even think about it. Okay, cool. Am I in? So I can't really, can't really recommend that professionally, but it'd be funny. Anyhow, so think, so think about, you know, getting back to my circuitous, uh, circuitous episode point here. The essay needs to be written about you as if you were writing from a third party perspective. You've got to objectively look at what is interesting. The more detail, the better. Go very deep on the dialogue and what you observed and saw. Maybe even, you know, I glanced over at my mom and her face was twisted and contorted and twisted and blah, blah, blah. The, um, the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say here on this about this, uh, this point is that you've always got to be super... If you're going to be writing about, uh, you know, in this, in this example, Betty's essay is about how she's the mediator. But, but the first um, draft, or it wasn't even a draft that she had done yet, was very heavy on describing her grandmother, which is important, but only as background, not as the main part of the essay. Because the essay is really not about grandma and how, you know, how crazy or sick she is. Um, it's really more about, I mean, it's got to be about Betty and how she was thrust in to this situation and her thoughts like I can't believe I'm the one who you know is ha- has to do this but no one else is going to do it I mean I'm, I didn't sign up for this I'm too young you know my, why can't my mom just deal with this or so you know someone else this is ridiculous you know I got homework to do I have you know social life <clears throat> that that type of tension and conflict that's the interesting part and how it was resolved and what she learned about herself okay I am done with this mobile edition of the College Planning Edge. So please, if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating on iTunes, preferably glowing. But uh, you can always connect with us um, on our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com. We're also on Facebook, same thing, Facebook.com slash LockwoodCollegePrep. And we have a whole bunch of other free uh, resources on that site, other you know webinars, on college admissions, webinar a webinar on how to pay wholesale for college, and other books, and we also offer uh, consulting services. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, check out the website, check out Facebook, and uh, leave us a review. And if you want to contact us directly, you can shoot me an email at vip at andylockwood.com, and that is an email that I and my wife Pearl, who's the financial aid maven, and uh, our assistant, AJ, that we all monitor. So we will get back to you. One of us will get back to you, depending on what you ask us about. Thanks a lot for listening to the College Planning Edge, and I'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.